everyone. Welcome to the Underwear News Briefs podcast. Uh, we are back with another episode, and we have a really good episode today. I uh, will introduce our panel. As always, we have Mr. Scrappy Gear himself, Andy. Hello. And then if you listen to the last podcast, we brought back Cody from the Speedo Movement. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? And then someone who has not been on the podcast in a while is Mr. Jay in California. Hey, and him from the back. Instagram. Yes, sir. So he's back. So we have a good panel today. Um, we're going to talk to you today about uh, my trip to Vegas. And then also we're going to talk about romance and fetish wear, which is appropriate, although a couple of days late for Valentine's. But no time like the present when you have it. So make every day Valentine's Day. Exactly. That's so, so just enjoy it. Don't save it all for one day. Spread it out through the year. <clears throat> so to first we'll talk Vegas. If you guys have any questions while I'm going through this, feel free to ask away. Um, I went to Vegas to Project Magic um, this past week. It's the last week. The first real week in uh, February. So we met with a couple brands. It's not what it used to be. There used to be 30 brands between two shows. And now I met with six brands total. So it's going down quite a bit. Um, so I met with Greg Home, Cox Socks, um, Pappy, um, Timoteo, um, Gary. I don't know how to pronounce the last one. It's M-A-D-G, however pronounce it. And briefly with Box. So there's got some really cool things coming this year. And I think you guys will love what's coming, especially with Timoteo. I can't tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Some good things are coming. Um, so, yeah, I met with them. Some good things happening. And the trade show probably will not be around and that probably another year. And that'll probably be about it, which is sad because it's always fun to go meet with everyone. But, oh, well, you guys have any questions about Vegas? I do. Uh, why do you think the trade show is going away? There are a lot of reasons. The first big reason was in 2016, they kind of screwed him over and put him in a place in the convention center that wasn't on the map. Oh. So no one knew they were back there. And they lost customers and appointments couldn't find them. So... That's one reason. And then after that year, half of them started coming. And then the other reason is the internet. So they can do everything they need to do online as opposed to spend eight to $10,000 on a trade show booth. Which is sad because in the heyday, there were 20, 30 brands to meet with and see all the new stuff. It was awesome. And we'd have get-togethers outside of the show and do fun things, but now it's kind of like, I go, I get what I need done, and I leave, so. Which is sad. We need to do something, but we've always wanted to do something for brands, for their wholesale, and for people who love underwear swimwear, but we've never come up with an idea that's sort of feasible yet, so. 
But we're still that working is, that on is it. That's sad because, like, the internet can't replace the face-to-face, you know, the oh, yeah. relationships and stuff, so. Yeah, that's how I got a lot of my contacts for the blog, is I'd go to Vegas and meet them face-to-face. Yeah. So, and to get the FaceTime to sit in front of someone and talk to them is way better than a phone conversation or email, so. Right. So I'm thankful I started when I did and got to go. So, but we'll see. Maybe something else will come up. Who knows? Um, so that was Vegas. It was uneventful. Um, nothing really crazy happened in the world of underwear at the show. So, um, so let's dive right into our main topic: romance and men's underwear. I guess I'll start the conversation and go through each of you. When you say romance and underwear, what is romance and underwear in your mind? We'll start with Cody. What is romance and underwear in my mind? It's a, I I would say it's an expression and a way to just kind of enhance the experience with the person that you are with. And my wife and I, when we were younger, back when like Fredericks of Hollywood was around, I remember going to Fredericks and, you know, picking out tacky lingerie for her and those (laughs) tacky G-strings they carried for men, for me. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was just fun, you know, and as, as the world of men's underwear has opened up and become more I think diverse and more accessible uh, obviously started with international mail and undergear and things like that. And now we have so many brands. It's, you know, it's just a women and men, I think both like the idea of it. And I think it's fun and gives you another layer of interest. And for me, I like sometimes wearing underwear that nobody else knows about, or, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of the point of underwear, I guess. Most of the time, it's kind of your own personal little secret that you can wear throughout the day. Like when I was in corporate America, knowing that I was in a meeting with some of the big executives and and yet I had a little secret on underneath and I could go home and tell my wife about it and we could have fun. And it's, it's a catalyst for some of that romance and that excitement. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of meandering, but that's... That's kind of my answer, I guess. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay, Andy, how about you? Well, I will start by saying I am not the most romantic of people. Um, but I do view sort of romance as almost a fantasy of sorts. And so underwear plays so many different roles in fantasies because there are so many different styles and different accessories now and all sorts of um, fun things that you can wear and incorporate um, into having some fun. So I think very similar um, that it's just a way to sort of enhance an experience to have some fun with it. Um, Obviously, it's a fetish for many, so it taps into a whole overall fun experience in gear. Cool. Good answer. And what about you, Jay? Uh, I think Cody and Andy said it 
really well. I, th- I think the only other thing I would add is, uh, is like for, for me and my wife, um, I mean, we can use underwear like as, as like, sig- like I can put on, you know, something sexy and, and that's kind of like signaling to her. You know, I know for a fact if I put on, you know, a, a thong, she's going to be all over me. So, like, it's just, it's kind of like an accessory to the experience, that I guess. And, you know, a little playful hinting to each other. And the same goes for her. You know, I still <clears throat> got her some sexy lingerie and a corset, which I guess can carry into our fetish uh, discussion. But, uh, so, yeah, we just, it's just like an accessory. It's just like a fun little deal. And I loved what Cody said about the... Uh, kind of like the little secret you know that nobody else really knows so mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like you know if you have like a really like you know a nice fitted suit on and everything's like everything fits well and you're looking good uh, but you know you have like the whole you completed the outfit with like a really nice pair of underwear it's just like an additional confidence boost oh yeah so so yeah. definitely I will say, I didn't say it before, but we have two straight guys and two gay guys on the podcast. So this will make for a really good in- discussion about underwear. So um, so this is going to be awesome. Although I'm the only single one on the podcast. So, wah, wah. but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so romance and underwear. How much with you guys being married what how much is your partner invested in your underwear is it something they enjoy don't enjoy help you pick out shop uh what's how much does that involve your partner we'll go sort of we'll go with jay this time um she's pretty involved um she pretty much demands that i wear (laughs) like a thong uh all the time um it's definitely by far and away her favorite style of underwear. Um, yeah, so I mean, she's she's definitely heavily, and she buy she buys them for me. Uh, I wouldn't say all the time, but probably like you know once a year on, on a holiday like Christmas or Valentine's Day, she'll she'll buy a a bunch of underwear for me. So she's definitely uh, an active participant. Cool. How about you, Andy? Um, so my husband is not, mostly because my collection's just gotten so out of control that it's (laughs) a little intimidating. He's like, like, I don't know what you have, don't have, want anymore, don't want anymore. So, um, very supportive, though, of what I do and sort of me trying to get others into sexier gear as well so supported from that point but from the actual like picking out purchasing he just figures it's best that i just stick to that (laughs) good and what about you cody um you know my wife and i i would say she's she's very very supportive she loves when i wear stuff she loves thongs as well that's her favorite she's that's uh it's always been her favorite um you know i think the the as far as picking it out and stuff i'm a very specific person in general i have interest in tastes that uh i think maybe she's a little intimidated in terms of like 
picking out the wrong things. So she doesn't do a ton of buying it for me or whatever. But when we do go on vacation or on a trip, if we go to a city that has an underwear store, it's it's pretty much guaranteed that she and I are going to make at least an hour or two to go. And uh, that's when we'll kind of pick out stuff together, which I I don't know. I guess for me, it's fun. And uh, there's always people there that are willing to help out and, you know, suggest styles. And uh, we don't have a store like, you know, we used to here in Kansas City have like an underwear and gear store, but we don't anymore that I'm aware of. Um, so it's kind of fun to be able to go and and do that together when we're on vacation. So that's the main that's what she normally when, you know, that's her every once in a while. She'll buy me a Speedo like she just made me. Um, a custom one from uh, a company and it says on the back, it's got a big heart on the butt and it says hashtag proud wife, which she gave me last week, which was really cool. And I can't wait to wear it to the pool. And, um, but yeah, you know, she loves it. She supports it, but she's not as involved in buying it so much. Cool. And I'm happy to hear you spend an hour to two hours in an underwear store. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, it's it, it, again that goes back to my specificity of being me, and um, we'll always have a. There's usually a clerk that helps us out, and you know, at first I'll be shy, and then by the end of it, we're laughing. And you know, normally it's a it's a male clerk, which is kind of funny. And my wife and he can be like, "Wouldn't this look good on him?" And you know, I kind of get to play it up and be a little funny with it and come out of the dressing room and, you know, they'll rate it and stuff, which that's, that's always fun, you know, and she's got someone to, I guess, in a way, show me off to. And it's, it's always a fun experience. <laughs> good. Yeah. We went to New York city with my ex many years ago and they had a massive underwear section and I was in it looking, looking, and he went, did something, came back. He goes, are you still here? I was like, shut up, go away. Yeah. I got things I got to look at. <laughs> just go i will come find you when i'm done yep well and then there's a there's some cool stores up in i have family up in seattle and i've dragged my cousins to the men's underwear store on capitol hill i think it's oh yeah I don't, underwear you know, for, like... <laughs> underwear for men yes you for men or so my cousins are they're they're fun you know they don't mind going and uh it's uh but every time i go to seattle it, they know a lot of times i'll be in seattle without my wife because i i will take trips that are just kind of for me too and just alone i like to travel alone so when i do go to seattle usually it's with my cousins and they're like really we have to go back okay fine we'll do it <laughs> uh, nice so. drag them along make them get something exactly say, do you force them to buy something <laughs> um so no you know my cousin the i have a female and a male cousin up there and my my cousin he oh. i think he wants to at some point maybe but he's not just he's just not into it the way that i am he understands it and um he has a an appreciation i think for the idea of it but he's pretty pragmatic in general so i don't know if he'd ever really spend the money and or the it just doesn't appeal to him the same way <laughs> well next time you go buy him something well there you go 
<laughs> That's a whole different uh, family dynamic, I guess. Just be like, try this. Well, the funniest thing is, uh, Jason, my assistant editor, I had for the longest time. He and his like whole family talk underwear, like his father, everything. It's like crazy, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so, so yeah, but yeah, it's like here, here's a gift for you. Yeah, there you go. I also, Remember, you know, I, I want to give them a hard time because I'm like, you know, I am in Kansas City where we don't have a store like that anymore. We used to many years ago. It was called, oh, I don't really, I think it was called like Pecs and Glutes actually is the name of it. And that was, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a straight guy deciding to go to Pecs and Glutes, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago or so, it was like, what am I going to get myself into here? But um, I always like, I'm like, I would love to have a store like that where I could go and pick out new stuff. And I mean, obviously, the Internet, like you said, has helped and, and it is easy to access a lot of the stuff. But, yeah, he's definitely not using the cool resources that he has. <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs to use those resources. <laughs> uh, crazy. But now I'm happy to hear that you shop for underwear quite like I do. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about which brands do you think are sexy when you think of brands. Um, to me, Greg Home is like top of my list. Because um, it's sexy, it's comfortable, it fits great. It's not made to come off after like an hour. Um, as I say, certain brands are made to take off and not keep on. Um, so who are your favorite sexy brands that or brands you feel sexy wearing? I'll start with Andy. Oh, God, I knew you were going to call on me first. <laughs> <laughs> your hand wasn't up, so I had to call on you. Honestly, I mean, any brand to me, there aren't any in particular that screams like sexy more than another. Like, I... I typically buy something that I think will make me look or feel sexy but for me I and there's kind of two categories that you hit on one something that makes me feel sexy but I can wear all day so Joe Snyder's usually like one of my go-tos for that mm -hmm. but then there's like the sexy that is sexy but it's not going to be something that I probably wear all day so like Candyman is a brand I've been buying a lot more of lately because there's just a lot of like really sexy designs um, and they're kind of going beyond just traditional underwear now. So it's like sort of body suits or like little mm -hmm. harness connected to thong sort of thing. So those I find very sexy, but probably not going to wear under my clothes to work all day. True. What about you, Jay? Uh, I agree with you. Just just from like browsing around online, I think Greg Greg Home is uh is super sexy. Although I I'm not sure if I own any. I think I might own one pair of underwear. Um, uh, but just like just their online catalog is just like super awesome. Uh, but it also looks comfortable too. It doesn't look like something you you would uh have to take off in an hour. No. But, uh, it it's amazing. Get it, get it, get it. I know, I know. I need to. But 
but I think yeah, like uh, like Joe Snyder is a super. I I think too, like just a thong a thong underwear just by virtue of being a thong is is sexy. But the, you know, as you all know, there are brands that are not very comfortable. Uh, so. So, but Joe Snyder is a great example of a brand that uh, is super comfortable. And I think I was to deal with like Covermail and Daniel Alexander. It, it feels like those are like the, the same like pair of underwear with a different brand name. They are made by the same person. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> same parent company, so. Okay. All right. And uh, Cody. Oh, you're not done yet. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm done. Cody. Uh, you know, I have recently been more interested in finding the the people that make stuff like on Etsy or whatever. Through the Speedo movement, we've been in contact and had some collaborations with, you know, designers and makers that are kind of one man shops and aren't prevalent in the marketplace because they do. Uh, direct you know you order it and then they make it and those I think make me feel and are sexy because you know that there's not a ton of it out there and and you can also get to know the artist I think in general I find just original artwork and and uh, craftsmanship to be so fascinating and and I like you know, I, I it kind of goes along with art. I mean, I'm never going to be the guy that can buy a Picasso, I don't think, you know, like, um, but when I go to an art fair in the city and I can sit and talk to the artist that did the work for 20 or 30 minutes and get to know them and understand why they did things, um, I think that's that's kind of translates to me with underwear and, and fetish wear. It's, you know, if I can find a, a person, an artist or, a, you know, a, a maker, and I can chat with them and understand why they've done certain things um, and, and kind of own a piece of what they're putting out into the world in that regard. I think that's really sexy. And, and uh, those are, there's a lot of people out there that have so much talent that aren't in the stores and things. So I like that. I like that a lot personally. Cool. cool. Let's transition into fetish wear. Um, since I know everyone here probably has their own definition, as in most listeners and readers of the blog, it's no longer leatherware. It's really taken off and become its own thing. So I'm curious to what you guys like in fetish wear and what you sort of gravitate, gravitate to. Because I like the singlets, the harnesses, and stuff like that is on my spectrum what's on yours we'll go with cody for me um pretty much anything that's metallic and it's been that way for a long time um you know going back to the conversation of my wife and me and fredericks there was a one of the little g-strings that they had was it, it was like this sparkly metallic material and for years i had it i think it finally ended up wearing out and you know going in the trash can but it we called it the barbie the barbie g-string so i think that's that kind of started and has continued through so if it's you know metallic gold or silver or any other color that's gonna automatically catch my eye um and in terms of uh, i do like vinyl 
I like leather, obviously, but like you said, it's kind of beyond just leather. Um, you know, anything that's kind of going to, you know, I, I think, I don't know who it was. One of you guys were mentioning a company, Candyman. They have yep. some really cool fetish wear, I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it just kind of depends. To me, fetish wear is also, you can wear something. I, I, I kind of feel like it's part of my regular wardrobe, depending on the situation. Like, I'm not going to obviously go to dinner in a harness or something like that. But I do have some kind of more pedestrian clothing that transitions and is kind of a bridge between, you know, what you would wear in the bedroom and and being able to just be out and wearing it as well. I've always personally liked uh, pants in terms of like leather pants or vinyl pants or metallic pants. I've always, that's always been a huge thing for my wife and me. Um, so I, you know, I could go to a club wearing a pair of silver metallic pants. And for me, that's, that's kind of being out and about in fetish wear, you know? <laughs> cool. What about you, Andy? Oh, I love the explosion of what I consider to be fetish wear that I've seen lately. So not just the brands like Candyman that do, you know, more of the fetish wear, but like harnesses are everywhere now. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Every True. site has them. And so many brands are branching out to all sorts of fetish type accessories, whether it's harnesses or... Maybe it's like armbands or I saw like JJ Malibu now has different like chain sort of harnessy type things like almost jewelry wear now um, that you can just wear whatever. Um, I'm always a huge fan of everything on Slick It Up. So mm -hmm. they have some great um, just all sorts of great fetish gear most that is beyond my budget but um, yes everything i've had there has been really great some harnesses um and some bodysuit type things um but i also agree that there's more that can sort of transition into everyday wear so there's a lot of brands doing like t-shirts and tank tops and crop tops with all sorts of things that printed on them that tap into pretty much anyone's fetish so you can be out at a party or out at the club and sort of promote your fetishes if you will even if you be a little bit more covered up so i love that there's just an explosion of that and i've also seen a huge explosion of like um independent sort of one man sort of shops so like harnesses i've bought some from like race Strengths and mars yes Go -Go. he's awesome yeah like i <laughs> mm -hmm. love finding those brands on social media and just supporting them and everyone's just really into this now and i love it did you see i i recently came across uh like a i don't remember the designer or the company but it was a thong that had a chain as the thong and i was like i'm not sure that that's definitely not for like wearing. <laughs> I don't not know if I'm a, a chain up. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> it's a maid for taking off. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen a couple of those. There's one brand I just found like within the past week whose name I can't recall, but they're based in Canada, I remember. And they did have a lot of things like that where 
you know, it's like a thong with just a very small pouch and the rest is all like chain. And of course I feel like I must have it even though I know I can't wear it for very long. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that you mentioned race trains too. His work is phenomenal. He's a, out of California and uh, without sharing too much on the speedo movement, stay tuned for something as well with that. <laughs> Good. Awesome. What about you, Jay? That's funny. You mentioned uh, singlet Tim, because my wife saw a photo of me uh, from high school when I was on the wrestling team and she uh, saw me wearing the wrestling singlet. She thought that was so hot, but uh, so you need to get one. <laughs> It's possible, uh, but but more so probably we're more like um, like leather and latex for us would be like fetish wear. We don't have any uh, as of yet. However, uh, we're both super interested in getting like a latex cat suit. So yeah, that's that'd probably, be awesome. Yeah, that's probably like the, the the next on our you know list. Uh, so we're excited about that. The hard thing about that is I think it's for me. I definitely want to get one, but sizing and mm -hmm. making sure it would fit right and the cost, you know, they're expensive they and are. I don't want it to not fit right, you know, so I haven't yeah. pulled the trigger on one, but I definitely want one. <laughs> That's a super big concern to me, it's, you know, because it's like you said, you don't want to spend all that money and then, and then have it not fit right and it's, it's not like you can just return it. But uh, there are, I was, I've been chatting with some people about, you know, where to go um, and it's, it's basically like you, you have to get it custom made. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so if you're interested, just hit, you can hit me up after, and I can let you know if, um, awesome. some of the custom spots. Someone's getting some latex wear. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to pay. We don't need to pay the mortgage or the car payments. We just need more fetish wear. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. up for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. The cool thing about I forget who, who mentioned it, but you know, kind of wearing. I think it was Cody wearing like you know stuff clothing outside that that kind of like borders you know fetish wear but also you know normal socially acceptable clothing um but but you know the thing with the cat suit is i was telling my wife like where the hell would we wear this besides in the house you know and she's <laughs> like well we're, we're gonna have to go out to parties where that, that would like where we could wear this so so that would give us a reason to kind of go out way beyond our comfort zone um and experience something super cool and unique and probably really hot <laughs> well for sure I mean, we have i'm sure there's a at least a couple out in california we have one here in kansas city there's a it's like a fetish club and it you know they have a dungeon and it's uh you know they have events and stuff so find something like that where you're, it's not all just about swapping or you know some people are into that obviously but that's you, you the whole fetish community is super respectful and yeah. that's kind of a place where you can go and you know if it was just the two of you and that's all you wanted to do is just wear it there and just be around other people that's you'd be surprised i think of what you could find <laughs> usually yeah, though you yeah. have to like go in like you have to you are the one here in kansas city it's like you know, you can't wear your fetish wear in the parking lot. <laughs> you, have to, you have to wear See, something that... else over it or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, but I think that out there. even in Atlanta, we have that same thing. You can't wear your fetish wear. It's like, what? 
Is there like a, <laughs> is there like a law like you can get like a ticket or something or? No, I think they just want people to be more low key and not be like, oh my god, uh, fetish people. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah they don't want everybody hanging out in the parking lot, you know, uh, in pup suits and <laughs> thongs and. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's not New York. Working, but I wouldn't city, be surprised you know? at all if people around here are driving types of cars, like, you know, full latex gear or whatever. So, well, you do live in California, so. I know. I, I there are. Um, I can think of one club here locally that there that there is. We haven't gone yet, but definitely in LA, there's a lot more of that stuff going on. Oh yeah, I've actually been to one in LA. So. Oh, nice. Well, it was an event, so, but that's for another occasion. Um, so I have another question for you guys about fetish wear. And this sort of picks up on something Andy was talking about. Fetish wear and stuff is no longer, quote unquote, masculine. They're diving into the feminine side with lace like Candyman and a couple others. What is your opinion on it's no longer gender specific. I'll start with Andy. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, we're seeing a ton of guys on social media posting more. I've done a number of lace posts before. Usually there's always one negative comment, but it's in a sea of like over 100 positive comments. And what I love about it is that it's just underwear and it's just gear and the more that we put like a jet to it the more it annoys me um now that said like i i still like quote unquote gear that's made for men anatomically like i want to make sure yes package and all that so for me i still would purchase fetish wear that is more feminine but made for men just simply because of you know, anatomy. Um, but I just love that people are branching out more and experiencing things more and just trying the things that really turn them on. And I think especially for gay men who are branching out more, we're seeing that happen more because I think people are realizing like these certain things don't just look sexy on women because they're women. It, it's how it sort of frames different things on the body. And so if you're trying to look sexy for anyone, something that really frames your body nicely and highlights different parts of your body, um, regardless of what it's made of, it's, it's hot. Hot is hot. I agree. Yeah, well, absolutely. What about you, Jay? What do you think of the trend? Uh, I, lace isn't really like like my style, uh, and a lot of a lot of like. I mean, I have my personal preferences too, um, but also too, like, you know, I like to wear things that my wife thinks are hot and, and I don't think lace is her preference either, but I think uh, Andy said it perfectly, like hot is hot, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, you know, like if you if you feel good in it, you look good in it and your partner likes it, like, I mean, that's awesome. So I, I fully support anything that makes you feel good, makes you look good. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know, if a guy's wearing like a lace, pair of underwear like oh look at he's wearing he's wearing panties like why is he trying to be a girl or you know whatever like i don't think uh I don't, that stuff doesn't have any gender connotations to me so cool and cody yeah i mean i think i agree with uh 
with the idea that everybody should just do what makes them feel sexy or uh, look good and feel good. Um, you know, I think we just recently had a collaboration with uh, GoGo Amy and one of the questions that we asked her for the speedo movement was like, what is it, something along the lines of like, what do you say or how would you answer like somebody with their specificity, excuse me if I mispronounced that, I'm kind of tired, but um, you know, like in terms of fabric or, or style, what would you say? And, and she basically said, you know, fabric has no gender or, it, it doesn't really care about you. It has no feelings. So to to anybody that wants to wear whatever, they should because it is what you make it, right? Like if you are a man that wants to wear lace and be feminine, fine. You know, if you're a woman that wants to wear something that's more masculine, like rubber or latex maybe even, or whatever the case is, fine. Like you, you make it, the wearer makes it what it is, not the garment or the material itself. And so I think it's pretty cool, you know, and, and beyond the idea of just this having more quote feminine or however you want to describe it, you know, options in the marketplace. I, I think we're also finding that straight guys, you know, those of us, I, I would encourage all straight guys to realize like, just because you're sexy doesn't mean you're necessarily feminine. It can, and it, it, you know, each person does it for what they want to do. But I just think in general, it's, it, it is what you make it. So I'm all for it. I mean, I, I, I really don't judge or care. <laughs> I just cool. think everybody should just be happy and appreciate and, and have fun. That's what it's all about. Right. Like <laughs> Exactly. So I guess we'll wrap it up there. I have one last question for you guys. Um, so if you could give advice to a guy out there listening who's not really gotten into fetish wear yet, what would you give him? We'll start with Jay. Um, that's a good question. Be, I, I would tell that person, if you're if you have an interest in it or, you know, like, like you're not this we have we have one life we got one shot at this and tomorrow's not guaranteed like like jump in like what what is don't don't let like any kind of societal you know rules determine like your own happiness like pursue like just do you dude. like yeah that's what i would tell him good advice what about you cody i think i would say it, it's a it can be very very personal and or it doesn't have to be you you make it what you want it to be and if you're worried about what other people will think you don't have to tell anybody that's kind of the fun of it and or if you do decide you want to tell people and be on a podcast telling the world about your fetish wear like you can do that too who would do that <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> but you know i think it's a uh, there's 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 no body type that isn't sexy every body has an audience and if you're worried about like wearing something and not being fit enough or jacked enough or whatever the case is like forget all of that because that's that's not applicable that's what the society and that's what media has shown us that's not that's not reality you absolutely whatever size shape or 
your body you have is sexy and you can be sexy. And if you feel like you want to wear something, wear something, do it, just do it. <laughs> awesome. And last but not least, Mr. Andy. I agree with everything that those guys just said. Um, if you have an interest in something, get out your debit card and go make that purchase. Like don't, don't keep thinking about it. Just do it. Give it a try. And you may try lots of different things until you find what really works best for you. But if something catches your eye, um, do it. Like, don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. Don't get in your head about it. And I totally agree. I get lots of comments from guys about like, oh, I love that you wear this or that, but I don't have the body for it. If you have a body, you have a body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's all about um, giving you that confidence. When I put on something that I think is fun and sexy, it makes me feel better and gives me that extra confidence. So if you're on the fence, get off the fence and go make your purchase. Totally agree. Totally agree. My advice is just go have fun, experiment with everything and figure out what you like and enjoy it and find someone to enjoy it with. Okay, that'll wrap up this episode. Um, so where can everyone find you? We'll start with Jay. I'm uh, on Instagram, and my username is jayinka. Uh, that's J-Y-I-N-C-A. And then Cody? Um, co-creator of the Speedo Movement. So you can find us on Instagram. We have a Facebook page that's that's way behind, but we're trying to get it. Um and more stuff to come. We have a website that we're in the process of developing, but the underscore speedo underscore movement on Instagram is, is where you can find us mostly now. Awesome. And last but not least again, Mr. Andy. You can find me on Instagram at the scruffy gay Twitter at scruffy gear. And you can find my blog post right here on underwear news briefs. Yes. And he just did one last week. Thank you guys. I appreciate having you on the podcast and hope we get to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim, for all you're doing. Yep. Good good job, guys.